At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke, alongside out in Chicago. All right, let's take a look at the board up to this point. Danny, update some scores. First off, uh, Deuce Chestnut is the defender for Syracuse that goes down with a knee injury, did hobble off under his own power, so that's obviously a positive sign for the kid. Uh, Syracuse, though, trying to fend off Clemson uh, because the Tigers have found their way into Clemson, or excuse me, Syracuse territory. Uh, we should update, too, because we were talking with Barrett Salee. DJU had turned the ball over, uh, but Syracuse did nothing with it. Um, so immediately, Clemson goes down. They have a first and goal at about the two-yard line, it seems. Maybe he's a little short of the first down, but still, right inside the three, Clemson is trying to take a touchdown lead or maybe a three-point lead over Syracuse. We'll give you an update from an in-game standpoint there momentarily, at least at this point right now, before a score, 14.5 in favor of Clemson with a total of 53.5. We go to the Big Ten. I don't have a score in front of me, uh, at least, or excuse me, an in-game update here, Dan, but Iowa tried to attempt a fake punt. It did not go well, but to the Hawkeyes' credit, they continue to kind of hold here against Ohio State, holding them yet to another field goal. It's 16-7. to seven. Uh, with this one right now, sidewise, 32.5 in favor of Ohio State, total 60.5. But Iowa defensively is doing its part against Ohio State. I say that because I think we're about to get a 97-yard scoop and score for Syracuse. Uh, we will update if that's going to be official. Uh, but Ohio State not getting touchdowns, Danny. That's kind of important. 
Yeah, it, it is. If you're, you know, sweating out that big spread with the Buckeyes, you're uh, not pleased. But I wouldn't freak out too much. I mean, we just started the second quarter. Ohio State probably a little complacent going against this, let's face it, crap Iowa team. So they're not too worried about it. They still got a decent-sized lead against an offense that can't generate anything. They haven't had any plays in Ohio State's territory. Their only score was because of their defense. And, in fact, that's where majority of their scoring comes from at this point in the uh, organization, if you want to call it for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But look, Petrus got bailed out by a pass interference. That's why they're now finally getting into Ohio State territory. And they just got a big completion. So your boy Petrus actually getting the ball to move a little bit. But again, look, I'm from someone who hasn't bet it. I know I mentioned the team total under for Iowa. Hey, if Iowa scores the touchdown, awesome. I'll consider that on the adjusted number. I'll also look at Ohio State with the adjusted spread because even if Iowa can create some magic in one drive, it doesn't mean they're going to sustain it for the rest of the game. That's only going to wake up the beast that is Ohio State even more so. <laughs> Don't forget how bad this Iowa offense is. I just like that term, awaken the beast. Uh, Syracuse, it is official, uh, no doubt about it. DJU trying to tuck the ball away, Danny. He fumbles. It squirts out behind him, and it is a scoop and score. 97 yards, I think, Jeez. the other direction. Uh, yes, indeed, 97 yards. So Syracuse, uh, from that's a big swing. Looks like they're about to go down 14-7. Instead, they lead 14-7 in this game. Uh, a lot of surrender Cobras already out there uh, in the crowd for this one. From an in-game standpoint, remember, right before that play, Clemson was a – how about this? And this is the crazy thing. Again, these numbers update – as a field position changes, play to play. I mentioned right before that play, before that snap, Clemson, a 14 and a half point favorite. Right now, a three and a half point favorite. <laughs> Shaded minus 120 as they trail 14 7 with about 10 minutes. But I will say this as somebody who's been watching this and somebody who bet it, uh, shaky DJU is starting to show up again. He had a play earlier in the quarter. Uh, where he throws it into no man's land, where there's not a receiver in the area, not even in the jurisdiction. A couple of Syracuse defenders were upset because it looked like they were about to pick it off, but they weren't in the right position to do so. Uh, and then you get this, the fumble that is ultimately returned for a touchdown. It is a shaky performance from Clemson. It's hardly just uh, DJ uh, Uyangalale's fault. We talked about Barrett Salee. Uh, this defense has been shaky and giving up some relatively big plays, Danny, but they did their part after a turnover that they get the ball back, allow them to score, ultimately doesn't happen. But this is now two turnovers directly attributed to DJ Uyunglele, and now they are down 14-7. So, okay, you bring up a valuable point, though, right? Because we've talked about this before where you kind of get these odd scores, and especially from turnovers. But then you bring up the other point that DJU is looking a little shaky. So does that cause you to be a little timid jumping in on the better number with Clemson? Or are you still tempted if you're looking from a standpoint of you haven't been invested? because of the wonky scoring, and you trust Clemson's defense. Yeah, no, this is one where I'm not comfortable, I, I think, getting in on Clemson because if at the very least, right, you're looking for something on the other side. So what I mean by that is yeah. if Clemson had come into this and they were completely outgaining Syracuse and had looked dominant and really it was just the mistakes that were killing them, then you think you'd be a little bit more comfortable. That hasn't been the case, though. Syracuse, while they're being outgained here, 176 to 111, they actually have the bigger yardage per play mark, 6.9 to 5.9. So they're getting big plays against this Syracuse, or excuse me, against this Clemson defense. DJU has turned the ball over twice, so he has committed some turnover-worthy plays against this Syracuse defense, right? Like, so I feel like in some of these instances, like let's go back to last week, Danny. Last week, Michigan, Penn State. You and I both agreed that we're probably on really thin ice here going into halftime because that was a big run from Sean Clifford. It was a defensive touchdown, but they were getting their rear ends kicked in every single facet of that game where it looks pretty clear that once Michigan stopped shooting itself in the foot, 
they were probably going to come back, win that game, and had a good shot of covering. And ultimately what happened, they came back, they they won, and they covered. For Clemson today, there's not as many indicators that Michigan had last week that would make you feel comfortable backing them from an in-game standpoint. Sure. No, that's completely understood. And, and it's not to say that necessarily Clemson won't win this game, but I think if you're looking at the number now, I mean, even at three and a half, but it's ticked up to four and a half, I would just wait for either a solid money line price for them to win it outright or wait till I get the flat three or below based on, like you were saying, you know, even though Clemson still could come back in this game on paper, hasn't been that big of a discrepancy despite the turnover. So, yeah, maybe best just to pause right now. Or, heck, I mean, if you think this is going to persist, you got a touchdown lead and you're catching four on the hook with Syracuse. Not that I would love the idea of taking the cues, but if you're someone who had some uh, conviction with them before the game, hey, you're getting a good – now it's up to five and a half. I mean, I know you're watching the game, so maybe something happened, but, hey, something to consider. Uh, a big play from Shipley. Like, they're about the 35-yard line or so, so they're just driving. And uh, I think – look – if you're Clemson, if you're going to take this downfield again and you're going to get in scoring territory, then we're getting more indicators in your favor. You'll probably start to win the yards per play battle, whatever it is. But I think right now, and especially, it's almost like it's almost unfair because I think like play to play is a, is a different entity, right? But it does seem sure. that Clemson is doing enough right now to put the ball in danger whenever DJ Uyangle has it, right? Interception, fumble. We'll see if maybe that's just, hey, two blips on a radar that ultimately will play out in Clemson's favor. But you can't like that your quarterback right now is uh, getting a little loose with the football through two of your first three drives or two of your first four drives. Uh, some updates really quickly for you as we look around the landscape of college football, uh, first of which is Iowa hanging around, man. They're being pesky. Oh, yeah. uh, they kick a field goal, so this is now 16-10. to 10. Uh, Ohio State again. I mean, this is where these games, at least in the, in the very least, Danny, again, are we certain that Ohio State, they're going to lose this game? More than likely not. But if we're talking about covering some of these big numbers – You've got to start to find your way into the end zone, and they have not done that up to this point, and that allows Iowa to hang around, and specifically for those who maybe got involved in the first half here. But 25.5 is the in-game spread, total of 59.5, but 16-10 to is the score, and uh, Spencer P. has got him hanging around. Yeah, not too shabby. That last drive, not bad. The kicker does his job, gets it to go through, like you said, 16-10. And now we see the spread at 25-and-a-half in favor of Ohio State. So really didn't get a big adjustment with just Iowa settling for three. And I was looking at their team total, of course, and 16-and-a-half is what it was earlier. It's still at 16-and-a-half, but the over has some heavy juice, minus a buck 45 Unders plus 110, so nothing worth it right now for me because you could easily get garbage, like a garbage touchdown out of Iowa in the late fourth quarter if Ohio State blows this thing open. So that's why I don't think it's really worth it under 17. Uh, Ohio State's total points, so 42 and a half and some slight juice to the over, minus 115. I, I fully expect Ohio State to figure it out and probably score on this drive, but man, I mean, Iowa still has a respectable defense, so I don't know if I would be looking about the over for Ohio State's team total points. And uh, we do have, so Kansas, it gave themselves some hope, but as we were talking about off the air, uh, one wise man, Matt Humans once said, there's nothing worse than hope. Kansas actually picked off a pass. It was the second play of the Baylor drive, but Blake Shapin throws an interception. Kansas gets the ball back, but they subsequently go three and out. They only gain two yards on the drive, punt it right back to Baylor. Baylor now has the ball at about midfield. So we're talking about, yeah, we'll call it a 45-ish yard line, 40-yard line for Baylor right now as they are looking to add. And actually, that run puts them down right at midfield. So Baylor, after throwing the interception, gets the ball back after forcing it in three and out, and they're already driving here at midfield. That score, 
uh, eight-play drive right now for Baylor, but it is 21-3 to as Shapin and the Bears are trying to make something happen here. And this is kind of what we talked about at the start, right? You mentioned my love for Kansas or my intrigue with Kansas, uh, which rightfully so up to this point. They've been a very intriguing team, but when you're running into some of these adequate defensive teams now, Baylor being one of them, might be a little tougher go, especially when your defense can't stop anybody, and that has been the case. Baylor's a 28.5-point favorite, daily total of 57.5. Are you a little tempted by this total? I mean, so 57 and a half, like you said, is what we're seeing, but minus a buck 40 to the under, you don't really want to lay that juice, but this could maybe turn into maybe not a huge blowout, but enough to where Baylor's going to have a comfortable lead, not need to press down as much offensively. And we know even if they put in some of the second stringers or defenses, typically tough is that something you may keep a lookout for in this spot i would say yes and especially when we talked about the weather potentially affecting this total uh we're right about actually the pre uh, remember the opening total of about 60 or so 60 and a half yeah uh we're still floating around that range and, and this is we've talked we've actually it's been all these big 12 games right that we've kind of had this situation where the one of the teams gets off to a hot scoring start and these totals from an in-game standpoint get a little inflated, and you go and you bet them under because, as you talked about, the winning team is going to win comfortably, and they're not going to have to score as you get into the latter stages of the third and fourth quarter. Uh, I No, I agree. Given everything we already know about the total in terms of where the market was going and where this game is headed, because Kansas cannot do anything against Baylor's defense so far, Baylor looks like is on track to win this thing comfortably, and if they're going to, it's going to be one of those where they're going to be able to hold Kansas off at bay, and it's going to be a low-scoring affair. So I would say yes, Dan, like, especially if – We'll see what happens on this drive. But if you get a touchdown and this total is going to go to like 58 and a half or something like that uh, with no big juice on the under, something to look at for sure. All right, we're going to come back. We have plenty left to get to. We still have to get our thoughts on some of these big games. Uh, let's talk a little bit more on the other side about Kansas State TCU. we got to get into this because this is a massive matchup in the Big 12. TCU, can they keep going through these spots? I mean, this has been crazy what their schedule has been like. That's coming back here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, Danny, did you mention there was a big drop in the total uh, in Baylor and Kansas? Because I thought that would that would mean, uh, I mean, a five point drop would assume something dramatic. But uh, Baylor is uh, knock knock knocking at the door. They are inside the twenty yard line. Yeah, so it dipped down to fifty two and a half, like I was telling you off air, and now it well, it's off the board now. But then right. it was just at fifty five and a half. So, I mean, again, JVT, we stress the volatility and the importance of kind of monitoring these lines, and uh, you could have got it great number depending on what angle you were approaching but it's been all over the place right now so you and i kind of waiting for a good opportunity to look toward the under we'll see if something happens i mean you'll update us but uh yeah we're kind of hoping baylor can get some action going and then jump in on the under at a better number of course you don't you don't have 10 screens in front of you what what are we doing i i only got i only got a few going i I got my big pen action going in front of me right now and then i got a a little what what game I, i got the kansas baylor game going behind me but you know i gotta go around my neck to see it so it's a little bit tougher. <laughs> All right. We should let's talk about something really quickly before we get to Adam Burke's power ratings and and tie it into a couple of uh, spots that we're going to see later tonight. Um so Syracuse holds Clemson on a fourth and two. Clemson was kind of like a long two, uh, but they try to run it off right side with DJU. Uh he is ultimately popped short. He extends, but it wasn't close. So Syracuse takes uh, Syracuse takes back over. But despite this, and this is where we see some interesting spots with some of these algorithms when it comes to high-rated teams, Danny. Uh, Syracuse is still a three and a half point underdog, now a two and a half point underdog yeah. in this game, despite leading 14 7 as we get closer to halftime, despite the fact that now they get a first down. So, again, still an underdog here, but also the fact that Clemson offensively has not shown anything consistent outside of a scoring drive for them uh, and one that ended in a turnover. Now we're getting to the point where this is look, we have. Plenty of time left here. We still have about three minutes left to go, three and a half minutes in the first half, and we still have the whole other second half. Maybe there are some adjustments made here, but Syracuse has done a very good job against this Clemson offense, and Clemson has shown no ability to really contain the Syracuse offense because remember, Barrett Salili made a really great point when we talked to him earlier. There was an empty scoring drive that looked like it was going to be a field goal missed that they went for it on fourth down. I am, um, I think you're kind of, if you're not involved, I'm already involved here at a really bad number with Clemson, 
I think that you're probably looking at taking a small money line price or two and a half with Syracuse, given the way this game has played out, but the stubbornness of the market and the number. Yeah, I, I really could. I mean, based on how you're describing this again, I'm not watching this game as intently as you are and some other people, but the way you described it, it just seems really tough to want to still lay a spot here with Clemson trailing right now and seeing kind of the vulnerabilities with DJU and not having him have any constant success on the offensive side of the ball, which we've seen him kind of progress and take that step forward to where that probably gave you that confidence boost in taking what we thought was a relatively solid bargain price with them before the game. But now he's kind of resorting back into those concerns that a lot of people had for him. So, uh, yeah, as someone who didn't have anything, I'm comfortable staying away right now. But I could understand with the touchdown lead still taking points with Syracuse right now. But uh, still a long way to go, JB. And a uh, flag, it looks like it's going to be on Clemson's defense. Uh, so another, another uh, feather in the cap, if you will, for Syracuse. Touchdown is official. Baylor gets in. So 39 seconds left to go in the first half. We have a 28-3 lead for Baylor in this game against Kansas. Numbers off the board right now. And uh, since they're about to hit halftime, we will uh, we will talk about what that halftime line is. But it's a really good tra- transition into a little bit of Adam Burke's power ratings. And we're going to talk a little of overreaction around the money when it comes to the adjustments for Adam Burke. And let's talk about this Kansas team because uh, this is on here and Adam has adjusted them. And I think it's rightfully so, uh, downgrading them a little bit. Jason Bean, I think, through the last couple of games has shown you want Jalen Daniels out there if he's going to be available for you. Uh, Bean has provided some adequate service at quarterback, but it has not been exactly what you needed. Hasn't done much here against Baylor. And as we speak, Bean completes a pass over the middle. It is caught, but then fumbled and returned to the Kansas 19-yard line, 15-yard line. Baylor's going to have another shot at a touchdown with less than 30 seconds left to go. Uh, But when it comes to Kansas, I think downgrading them is very fair, given the fact that we're now starting to see, I think at least, Dan, with this defense being the way it is, and that hasn't changed, but you need an adequate quarterback and an adequate offense. It hasn't been the same for Kansas last two weeks. No, it really hasn't, and it was kind of a fun story to begin the year, but again, now you're getting into the thick of conference play. You're a little bit banged up. You're dealing with adversity, and you know some other teams, I guess you could say, are starting to figure out how your offensive schemes are going and just the limitations that are present right now. So uh, it's a tough situation for Kansas, but uh, I would say you'd maybe look to take advantage of it in the market, but now at this point, the market, I had already kind of caught up this past week, but Certainly it will now going forward. But, yeah, let's hope Baylor can punch in another one. Uh, And if you're patient enough, like, you know, JVT, I think you and I both have been right now with this total. This is kind of playing out exactly how we want it to and then some. So uh, if we can get even into the 60s with this, that would be a beauty uh, going into the second half with this Kansas offense that can't do anything right now. Uh, I'm not saying anything that I think is controversial at this point. Um, But watching, so they just replayed from, like, the safety's perspective, that play at full speed. The fact mm-hmm. that these kids react in the way that they do, the, as quick as they do, I mean, it was quick. Where this kid grabs it, tucks it away, turns up field, it's fumbled, and the Baylor safety in stride Jeez. just snatches this thing up and returns it inside <laughs> that 20-yard line. Uh, and it does look like this is going to stand as a fumble. They're reviewing it right now. It's pretty close, uh, but he does, the Jayhawks receiver, receive it, tuck it in, and turn up field. And uh, I would think that this stands as a fumble and a return inside the 15-yard line. But we'll keep our eye uh, on what that review is going to be at this point right now. Uh, other places in the world of college football. Have you been keeping your eye on what's going on with Ohio State and Iowa? Because we're still sitting at 16-10. Iowa's got the ball. This looks like a pretty key third and nine. Uh, they're backed up well into their territory. But if you can convert this and maybe drag this out a little bit further, make this a 16-13 game potentially before half. 
Yeah, so all right, so Iowa had their has the ball in their own territory. Right? I've been watching this game, and yeah, I know I'm a little behind on you, but assuming Ohio State gets a stop here, I was monitoring the first half lines, and you could get Ohio State minus 12 and a half. You're laying a little bit of juice, but assuming that they were going to stop Iowa, pin them in their territory, Ohio State needs to get some offense. Okay, so they'll get some offense, you know, going into the second half. They're ticked off that they haven't got a touchdown. I thought it was worth a little bit of a play to go with Ohio State minus 12 and a half on the first half spread. So I'm betting on Ohio State getting a touchdown before the first half ended. It was like you had to lay some juice. It was like minus 140. And, I, you know, I kind of just want a little action going in this game. So, uh, yeah, I took a little piece of that. So hoping Ohio State gets seven before the half and can cover that first half number. We're rooting for you, buddy. Um, all right, let's go, back. <laughs> We're always, let's go back to Adam's power ratings because I wanted to bring up another team. Uh, that he has adjusted here for his power ratings for the weekend. By the way, th- these weekly power ratings, you can find these, vcin.com. Uh, as, if a, as a pro subscriber, you get access to these, so very much worth it. And again, you want to just use Adam's numbers, you can. But you can also use them to compare and contrast with yours, or it's just a good exercise to see how betters uh, use their power ratings and adjust them on a week-to-week basis. Uh, but Alabama, so they're taking on Mississippi State, the team right below them here. Al- um, Adam has downgraded them about four points. They're now their third best team in the country, according to Adam. Uh, Mississippi State has been downgraded after their outright loss to Kentucky last week, uh, 15 to 25. And I think, so even from a power rating perspective, I kind of get downgraded Mississippi State. I'm not sure about Alabama because I think that really Bryce Young showed that he's pretty fantastic. There is something to be said, and I think it ties into the matchup today. And Barrett Salee hit this, and we've seen this a couple of times now, Danny. Tennessee was really aggressive in terms of its plays over the top and its downfield passing attack. It ultimately led them to a win. Before Quinn Ewers went down in that game, they were going over the top, getting super aggressive, and completing some really big plays downfield against Alabama. It does seem this secondary is prone to giving up some big plays on the back end, but you got to face a team that's capable of doing it. Mississippi State is not that team. If you look at the numbers for the Bulldogs, in this game, or so far in this series, a vast majority of these completions are coming within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. Average depth of target for them is about, I think, like eight or so yards, seven yards. This is not a big play offense by any stretch. No, and you kind of would expect that it would be, but you're right. That just hasn't been the case this season, and you're kind of buying into the narrative if you're going with the Crimson Tide, the bounce-back spot. Saban's got to get his team looking right after that loss. But I think he kind of brought up a good point, JVT, in terms of, like, Uh, how we want to view Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young still looked really solid in that tough environment game for Tennessee. Like, of course, that was the biggest game. And I don't know how long for the. Yeah, and it was the biggest game for Tennessee. And, you know, I don't know how long, but also it kind of took some fluky plays for Tennessee to get back. Like, think about that punt that hit the Alabama, like the Alabama guy dove for it, which is uncharacteristic to have something stupid like that happen on a Saban-led team. And yet they were still in a position to win that game. So if anything, this could maybe present more value with you looking at Alabama down the line, not downgrading them too much. And I know that Adamberg didn't really do it drastically, but in terms of what value you may be seeing relatively with Alabama, and again, they may not be covering spreads against other competitive teams like large spreads, but they'll get these ugly grinded out type of wins. I didn't freak out too much at Alabama loss. It was awesome to see that, you know, Tennessee won, but I still have a lot of high hopes for this Crimson Tide team going down the stretch. Uh, well, Baylor's not going to get a touchdown, by the way. Uh, it is a draw. It was a tipped pass that was intercepted by Kansas at like the two. So Kansas is going to hold them off. They're going to go to halftime. That's going to be a 28-3 score. Uh, we have a lot more to get to. By the way, Will Rogers average up the target. Quarterback from Mississippi State, six yards downfield. Not exactly uh, <laughs> downfield at all. We'll come back. It's Live Bet Saturday. 
This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. For all you out there who have not yet, what are you doing? Sign up, be a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You get a lot of benefits, including our pro tools, picks at a glance email every single day in your inbox, pro tips, and more. 99 bucks gets you a subscription all the way through the Super Bowl. All you got to do is hit up VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That includes many, many things. Also up there, a lot of our preseason prep guides. NBA, still useful. NHL, still useful. And the incoming ones like college basketball and the upcoming World Cup betting guide. All right, let's welcome in our uh, next guest. It's Danny Burke, by the way. Jonathan Von Tobel here on Live Bet Saturday. Uh, Yogi Roth, nice enough to give us some time today here. College football analyst, Pac-12 Network. Yogi, thanks for the time. Uh, let's start with the game that you're covering today. Stanford and Arizona State, I just want to ask in general, um, you know, we see like a lot of times in college football, we call them in the betting world letdown spots. What do you make of Stanford coming off of this massive win over Notre Dame and their first win over an FBS opponent and the focus level like here against Arizona State? Oh, they'll be fine. I mean, this is a program that's been growing, to be blunt with you. You know, you look at the last couple of games, they're two most complete games of the season. The Oregon State game ended in dramatic fashion. So for them to kind of rally, on the road at Notre Dame with only themselves. I think it was a really impressive feat and to finish it like they did. So I, I think you'll see two teams as confident as they've been since week one. Hey, Yogi, looking at another spot in the Pac-12, probably going to be the most exciting game throughout that conference today. Uh, Oregon taking on UCLA, huge test for both teams, but most importantly, UCLA, uh, you know, a team, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people didn't expect them to have this much success. How do you think they fare against the Ducks? We see Oregon laying a touchdown. It's supposed to be a high-scoring game. Is this going to be a back-and-forth shootout type of game that a lot of people are expecting? I think so. I mean, look, I, I thought UCLA would find their way to Las Vegas last year. Um, uh, I thought of this year coming into the season. You know, when you're around Chip and you see the consistency of the program, you know, and, and I think you guys know you've been around this game for a while. Like unforced errors is often what hurts teams, and they don't make a lot of them, right? Not of not a lot of bad penalties, not a lot of you know foolish penalties. And with Dorian, there haven't been very many four decisions. You know, this is a guy in his last two and a half years has thrown 68 touchdowns and 12 picks. I think he gets labeled as like the up and down guy, but that's not who he's been the last two and a half years. You know, it's who he was as a freshman and a sophomore. Remember, he only started as a freshman, or excuse me, as a senior in high school. So I, I think we saw him kind of learn on a really bright stage throughout his career. And I don't think that Chip's team will be dramatically impacted by the stage of the game. I think the noise is a thing. Maybe there'll be a false start by this offensive front. Like, how do they handle that? that that'll, that's real. Like, we know momentum in college football. But I, I see this one much like Utah SC a week ago, back and forth all game long. And you got two quarterbacks that played a ton of ball and I think are in the Dorian in the front discussion of the Heisman candidacy. But Bo is you know, kind of in the background. And if he comes out victorious, I think we need to start talking about him like that. So you mentioned the term growing when it came to Stanford. How much has Oregon grown uh, since that opening game against Georgia? I, th I think you can make the argument, Yogi, that some of the opponents hasn't been the toughest schedule in the world, uh, but they have taken care of their business. They have scored over 40 points in every single one of these games. What's the growth been like for Oregon over this uh, winning streak? Really impressive. I, I think they're playing the best football in the league. I called their most recent game on the road against Arizona. I think they have the best offensive line in the league. Uh, and I think UCLA's got the second-best offensive line, and they both have two of the best fronts. Um, I, I think they're real. And so then you go to the numbers, and you're like, okay, show me the facts. 29 missed tackles in the first game, gave up 376 yards after contact against Georgia. Contact. Part of that is Georgia, but part of that is 
Oregon not playing anywhere near the team that we see today. And it's a team that was together for the first time on the road in a crazy environment against a team that is very comfortable in crazy, hectic environments coming off a national championship run. So I think we're looking at, you know, right now, the best team in the league in the Ducks, at least based on, you know, week six performance they had a bye last week. And I think that the moment is, is going to be fine for them. I, I think they're, you know, on track to possibly get back to Las Vegas. I think when you look at the schedule, though, for them, they've got a bunch of games at home, but they got the hardest schedule, right? Because they're playing UW at home. They're playing Utah at home. And they got to, you know, of course, go to Oregon State in the finale in the rivalry games. I don't know if they'll be able to go unscathed, but I love how they're playing offensively with their tempo and the defense. You know, now they're in single digit missed tackles in every other game except the Washington State game, you know, a couple weeks after the, uh, the Georgia one. So I'm, I'm bullish on Dan Lanning and what he's building there. Uh, Yogi, is there a team maybe throughout the Pac-12 that, whether it's from just an observing standpoint, from a betting standpoint, that we're maybe not attributing as much credit to what this program is building that we should be keeping an eye out for as of this point? Yeah, that's a cool question. I, I don't know the betting world as well as you guys, obviously, but I, I just look at Oregon State, and you know, if you if you altered their schedule and didn't have SC at home and then Utah on the road, back-to-back weeks, like we might be talking about a team that is contending to go to Vegas, right, for the title game. I wouldn't be shocked if, if they won out. Like, I think they've got the ability to do so. We'll see what happens with their quarterback from a health standpoint, but their defense is probably the most improved. I think definitely the most improved defense in the league. I know you could point to UCLA, too, but you look at the trajectory of Jonathan Smith, I think year one, the point differential in all their games is 256, and this year it's over 70 in terms of points they score versus points they allow. And that rebuild, you know, is, is hard when you're not bringing in 20 transfers. Like, they haven't done it like that. So I, I give them a ton of credit. And they're the team kind of like Utah was year, a couple years ago where you're like, damn, I don't want to play them. And, and so they're, they're probably the one that I went to. Uh, and you're right, at least from a betting standpoint, 5-2 and two against the spread for Oregon State. They've been a really solid team from a betting go. standpoint. Yep. Uh, and super competitive, and a lot of success at home. Well, then, so let's talk about them. Uh, Oregon State is going to play host to Colorado. They're a 23-point favorite. I guess we'll focus this, though, Yogi, more from the perspective of Colorado, uh, which is what you expect the future of this program to be and what you expect from just a fight standpoint against a really good team and program, like you mentioned, in Oregon State tonight. Yeah, Mike Sanford's a talented coach, and he knows which buttons to push. You've seen that with the reset of their program. We'll see what happens at quarterback. It's J.T. Shroud tonight for the freshman. Uh I, I don't know. I, I think Colorado is kind of a scary team in that regard. Like, and I totally believe in in this game, especially defensively. You play with great effort, and you've got a simple scheme where guys play fast. You got a chance. I think we've seen them do that since he's taken over, and they've had new coordinators in there to to, to a degree. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think Oregon State they're probably scared out of their mind in this game, right? Much like Cal was a week ago. I, I think that the Beavs are the better team, but I'm I love watching Mike Sanford do what he does. I love when head coaches get second opportunities as a head coach because he learns so much. He's referenced that many times from his spin at Western Kentucky. So looking forward to watching that one later on today. And then, Yogi, for that later game tonight with Washington and Cal, you know, obviously everybody's going to be infatuated with the side of Washington in that game. But what would you maybe advocate for the side of Cal if you're saying to someone, hey, they may have a chance because of this? What would that be? Well, they'll have a chance because of culture. Like, they're not going to lay down and get rolled. You know, they know what they have struggled doing from a productivity standpoint in the last two games, points scored. They also know the realities on the offensive front. 
and the struggles they've had there. So I think in this game, Cal will probably surprise people with the defense they play. You know, they've always been salty there. Uh, they've got guys that can run on the back end. We know what UW is. I called their game last week. It was just shots, shots, big, deep shots, confidence, playmakers all over the place. I think I'll see Cal put up a great fight. And I think offensively, they'll be able to move the ball a little bit better. You know, they just got to hold up up front. I mean, Jack Plummer, their quarterback, has just been under siege pretty much every game other than one this year. Maybe two if you count the opener. But overall, like, he's been under a lot of pressure. You know, even in that UNLV game, he's under a bunch of pressure. So I think they got to find ways to get it out of his hands quickly. Because the Washington defense, this is week eight for them, uh, they'll have their eighth different starting lineup. That's just crazy, bro. Like, and a lot of it is in the back end, and that's where they're giving up big plays in the yard. Hey, Yogi, we'll get you out of here on this. Do you like the decision to, uh, to abolish the divisions and, and go with just a full conference? Yeah, I do. I think I, I see it both sides. And I, I think it's really cool for some programs to be able to get a division title as you're building, right? Let's talk like Oregon State. Washington State, you know, those two teams have been in the hunt the last couple of years for the North, or at least last year, heading into the final weekend of the season. But I think for the possession of the league, I don't know how you can look at college football right now. And, you know, you know, you know me, I'm all about the pack. But I think when you take that hat off and you say, all right, what conference has the most competitive depth? Well, sitting in this week, you got four teams in the top 15. You know, I, you can't ignore it anymore. You know, I talked to Reese Davis yesterday on the Pac-12 Instagram channel. Um, about that very thing, and it's and that's real, right? And I think the portals helped it, the coaches have helped it, uh, and I think eliminating divisions is going to help it because now in the title game, you get another shot. Because what are we going to do if Oregon wins today? Here comes the debate: one loss Oregon, one loss Georgia. Georgia beat them head to head, and I get that. I'm an old school head to head guy, but this is what to be our four best. So at the end of the year, if Georgia loses in the SEC title game. Let's just pretend that happens. And Oregon wins out in the schedule I referenced. It's a fair discussion versus what happened in week one. I mean, it feels like it was already a year ago when that game occurred, and it was only eight weeks ago. So, yeah, I love that idea of just positioning the league, and that's what our commissioner and Merton Hanks, George Klaufkopf, respectively, those two guys have really kind of led those efforts. And that's the job, right, to put the conference in the best position moving forward, and I love where we're at. Uh, that's Yogi Roth, College Football Analyst, Pac-12 Network. Yogi, enjoy your work. So thanks for a couple of minutes today. Have a good call today, man. Thank you. Hey, All right, we'll come back. we got plenty left to get to, get you some score updates on what's going down as we are at halftime for a lot of these contests. Uh, Clemson very much in danger of losing this one and a, a very clear path to a college football playoff berth, getting murkier by the second for the Tigers. Come back with that and more here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dinings, shows, hotel rooms, and over 20 MGM resorts located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of the BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. An update for everything going down really quickly before we get to our best bets. and uh, Best bets, excuse me. Uh, before we get to our uh, pro tip and everything else in between, I want to update just because I think this is hilarious. 52 points in the first half for Tennessee. Um, the Volunteers, Daniel, have not uh, fallen asleep here. They are not in a letdown spot. Smacking the absolute snot out of the Skyhawks of UT Martin. How about these these scoring drives? One play, 53 yards. Four plays, 69 yards. Four plays, 27 yards after a big punt return. Two plays, 31 yards. And uh, an eight-play, 36-yard drive that ended up in a field goal. But since then, after they took a 24-7 lead, they have been... Um, Beating the absolute you-know-what out of UT Martin so far. So good for Tennessee not falling apart, and we will see what the second half entails. Very big number pre-flop. So obviously if you took uh, UT Martin, maybe you're going to be alive as Tennessee, you would assume, takes the foot off the gas here in the second half of a game that is well out of hand. But we'll see if that is going to be the case. All right, pro tip, and we'll tie this into what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, but as we have noted here, and as many have noted, in those AP rankings – I would say, so we put this very nicely, take AP rankings with a grain of salt. Uh, I would say disregard them entirely. I think they mean nothing. Uh, They're not typically good indicators of teams' actual power ratings. Very good case in point. We do have a matchup today. I think a lot of people would walk in. There's a lot of people, Danny, who will walk in today 
grab a sheet and go, hmm, okay, going down the list, what? Number seven, Ole Miss is an underdog today to LSU. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. What's happening here? Or some spots we have it still like minus one. I'll lay that. That's nothing. Obviously, AP rankings are not an indicator of a power rating, which is a little bit more of a fair measure of uh, what these teams are. Yeah, look, it's based on the narrative coming into the season. And as long as you don't have a loss in the column, you're still going to be the higher ranking. That's just the way it goes. And everybody, you know, on Twitter and gambling Twitter will be like, well, why don't these committees consider the gambling lines? Like, they're never going to do that. But should they? Yeah, because that's the true indication of how these games should go down. And we see this happen pretty much week after week. But, of course, season after season where you get a situation like this, JBT, where you get a ranked team and you're like, oh, why are they catching points? This makes no sense. I'll gladly take that. Well, more often than not, you see the team that the line's moving toward that is not ranked end up winning the game. I mean, talk about that situation to begin the season uh, when we saw, what, Utah on the road against Florida. We all had high expectations for Utah, JBT, but it was a tough spot. And no, Florida doesn't look great right now as of this point. But situationally, in that week one arena, playing at home, it was a really tough go about for Utah, and they ended up losing. So, yeah, take it with a grain of salt and really pay more attention to where the market and the betting area is moving, not to what these AP poll voters are telling you. You're right. It means nothing until you're looking at the college football playoff. But we're concerned on a game-to-game, spread-to-spread basis here. And uh, for those uh, those who like those, and by the way, it's uh, as we are told, one of the more popular pages up on the website of Eason.com. A, a quick gander at the betting splits over at DraftKings tells you, too, a, from a ticket standpoint, vast majority of the bets, I've got nearly uh, 70%, actually just 62%, but a, a majority of tickets on Ole Miss in this game against LSU, giving you this public sentiment at least when it comes to this matchup between these two teams. So with that, some updates really quickly. Danny, you mentioned about, what, 20 minutes ago, right before we had Yogi Roth on, you went with a first-half bet on Ohio State. Relay for us what that bet was and where we're at as we were at halftime. Yeah, so Iowa had the ball like on their own one or two yard line and it was first or second down. And I'm wondering, I was like, all right, what's Ohio State's first half team total? Well, they didn't offer that. And the total for the entire first half really wasn't worth a bet. Um, I think it got there at that point. But nevertheless, then Ohio State's first half spread was minus 12 and a half at like minus 140. Well, my thought was Ohio State, like you were saying, JBT, hasn't had much success in the end zone. So knowing they would get the ball in their own territory after inevitably stopping Iowa, they'd be in a great position to do so. Well, they end up settling for a field goal. So I'm like, ah, man, that's a bummer. You know, they're going to be up by nine. It's 19 to 10. Well, then they pin Petrus and company pretty far back into their own territory once again. And I'm literally looking, I'm like, I just need Spencer P to make that fatal mistake to get me in the right position. There's still three minutes left. Lo and behold, he throws a pick six right to the defensive lineman. Ohio State defender waltzes into the end zone, uh, covers the 12 and a half. And, you know, Spencer P just doing Spencer P things. So I was fortunate there. I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, that's just classic Iowa offense. So uh, Ohio State up 26 to 10 over Iowa heading into the second half. Live line now minus 29 in the hook in favor of the Buckeye. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want some hope? Yes, I do want some hope. I, you know, I'm willing to embrace the hope. I know what Matt Eumann says, but I'm a sucker for hope. Rutgers outgained Indiana in that second quarter, 107 to 44. Absolutely. I know. I kind of want to sell you on getting on Rutgers with me, man. Their defense stepped up. The fluky touchdown, you know. Uh, In game, Indiana minus five and a half, uh, plus five and a half there on Rutgers. Uh, Hold on. I dropped my phone. Hold on. (laughs) 
Well, I'll stall for you. Yeah, I mean, right, Rutgers' I mean, defense has looked really good. I mean, Basil looked great in that first quarter, but then he really kind of settled down. The issue is Rutgers has been able to do anything offensively. But again, I mean, if you can trust the Scarlet Knights' defense enough, then, well, Rutgers maybe gets a field goal and can at least cover the live line for you. So this could easily be a four, you know, four-point game. It could come down to a field goal, whatever it may be. I don't think it's going to be a shootout in the second half. So you may be in a good position taking the points with Rutgers, JVT. I don't know, man. I could use a partner here. Rutgers, two-to-one money line. We're in. Let's go. Let's get it. That's All right. what we like to hear, baby. So we'll see if uh, Noah Vidral and the uh, Scarlet Knights can get back into this thing. But I will say, the second quarter was a much better indicator, and you said it, right? Yeah. Fluky has negative connotations. If you're poor on special teams, there's no fluke there. Uh, but a touchdown that is hardly replicable as you move forward or not likely to be replicated. Um, now, after getting out gained in that fashion and being stymied the way you were offensively, I think Rutgers in a pretty good spot. Now, I don't need Noah V here to almost throw an interception on a crossing route. That would not be great. But we're it. We're a team now, buddy. So I'm here with you. That's Rutgers right. down 14-7. Money line plus 210. I'm in a money line uh, two to one for them to win this thing as we're looking around the world of college football. All right. Last updates for games that are underway. And actually, I want to see this because I have not, for some reason, it's not on my screen as a live game. So we'll get the actual score here between these two uh, because I'm always interested and it's always funny. Miami is trailing Duke right now, 17-7. to uh, We have not hit on this game. This was a 9.30 a.m. Pacific time start for us out here uh, in Las Vegas. But this is, uh, again, well, look, I thought it was really interesting from a preseason standpoint, the respect that the market had for Miami. Because while they're recruiting, and we know about Mario Cristobal, can recruit very well, but as I mentioned here on this program, we've said a couple of times, he's not a coach that adds wins at the margins. Felt like the, the market was maybe, preseason-wise, a little too high in what was going on. And sure enough, I mean, we have seen now this rough start here for Miami, down 17-7 to to Duke. We'll see if maybe, as you kind of move forward, if this is going to be the case. But this second quarter, it's been tough. And now, Duke has gotten some short drives. And I think maybe, as you kind of look at this from Miami's standpoint, Danny, that you're coming biased into them as a small underdog if you get a better number than 2.5. But we're talking about a five-play, 23-yard drive for a touchdown, a four-play, 22-yard drive for a touchdown, and a four-play drive that actually lost one yard that ended in a field goal. This has been all about Miami and their mistakes. Three turnovers, all three fumbles lost. Fumbles tend to be random. If you're looking for a buy sign, those are the kind of numbers that I think we're talking about here where that seems something that if you're going to clean it up, if you're Miami, that is one where you might want to look at backing an underdog that's in a tough spot here because those are all self-inflicted wounds. Fumbles, again, tend to be random. If you kind of just stop with the mistakes, this is a game that Miami should be able to make its way back into. Yeah, they got nine first downs compared to Duke's four. They're outgaining them in total yards. Not by much, but enough to give you enough confidence in assuming that that fumble luck, of course, went against them and that they could get back in this game down 10. And... It really, that's the biggest thing here. In yards per pass are at about 5.1. It's not great, but Duke's at 3.4. So, yeah, I think if you're able, you said two and a half, right? Because if you get over three, then I think right. that would be the buy point potentially with Miami here. I mean, I actually, to be honest with you, the way that this game has gone and even the way that Duke has come around with some of its touchdown drives, uh, because they're not getting much. Again, these are like 25-yard drives. I wouldn't yeah. say no to a plus price on the money line for this team, given where this price was and how this box score has looked early on. Ten points is barely uh, a very big deficit in football, and if you're going to start to tighten this up in terms of some of the mistakes, uh, it is not an insurmountable um, mountain to climb in any way, shape, or form. But I think you want to look around, maybe get a little bit better than that plus 105 price uh, on Miami yeah. there. So we'll see if they can make that comeback. All right. 
We'll come back here on Live Bet Saturday. We have plenty left to get to. Still have to hit on a couple of these later games uh, in the world of college football. I've got a man, how about the sexy game later tonight? Are you ready for New Mexico, Fresno State? The next hour, the whole hour, breaking that down. No, we got a lot of left to get to here on Live Bet Saturday. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.